Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind, Body and Heart community. I am your host, Malini Shah. This episode is all about the risks associated with fad diets and even more so why diets do not work. Thank you ever so much for tuning in to listen to the episode today. This episode is sponsored by My Solution Wellbeing, a wellbeing and counselling service provider for children and adults of all ages covering the area of Leicestershire and Midlands. Historically and economically speaking, food has always been in short supply more as opposed to surplus and therefore malnutrition and famine have always been more of an issue than obesity. Our bodies are geared to survive through shortages of food by natural alteration of its homeostasis called the metabolism. The metabolic rate would slow down to ensure calories are burnt more slowly and this is exactly what happens when one goes on a diet. The calories burn even more slowly counteracting the benefits of losing weight in a healthy and responsible way. Have you ever heard the older generation, I mean not our parents but the one before that or even the generation before saying that we were much stronger and hardworking than the kids of today? Well they probably have a point because we are feebler than that generation before us. Let's not forget that they lived through a period where work was much more labour intensive. The diet requirements were to have a higher calorific food requirement, whereby everything would be burnt off by the end of the day. Let's also not forget that back then having your own vehicle would have been more of a luxury creating more opportunity to walk and furthermore everything from diapers to clothes was hand washed food grains were milled by hand and hot water for baths would have been created on the stove all those tasks would have certainly burned the calories from the daily food to intake without the existence of any central heating the simple act of staying warm would have required calories hence the concept of dieting would have been much more of a rarity than it is today. This is not to say that dieting is an entirely new concept. It's actually been around in different forms for hundreds and hundreds of years and evidence suggests that there were diets to keep slim even back then but the main motivation for, for diets back in history was to live longer because of course life expectancy was a lot shorter back then so everything around food was to do with increasing the number of years one could live. One writer of the Middle Ages declared egg yolk, bread and half a bottle of wine to be key for longer, a healthier life. I'm not sure how much credibility that would have today though. I suppose the fact that slimming diets are more popular now than any other time in history should make us question, is it possible for our bodies and mind to adapt to this rather new idea of dieting to lose weight? Perhaps the key is to eat whatever we want and just be more conscious of burning the calories through more housework, play, general mobility, just like the way that our ancestors would have and the earlier generations have done. The main problem with dieting is that it takes away the ability to understand our natural hunger in an intuitive way. Intuition and the ability to be in tune with ourselves is such an important factor for being and feeling well inside and out. 
dieting just ends up creating a constant tug of war with food desires and wanting to lose weight, leading to a yo-yo of emotions, weight gain and loss, and therefore stress. This would then increase the levels of cortisol in our bodies, and that's a hormone related to stress. And we know that stress is not good for anyone, leading to risks for all sorts of unhealthy conditions, including putting on more pounds, defeating the whole purpose. Amongst many factors, the new age of online dating and extensive use of social media has put a huge amount of pressure on both young and adults to look a certain way. Most of these social media platforms and dating sites are based solely on visual propaganda, which we all know, which has driven this desire for physical perfection. Many people resort to fad diets as a quick fix or choose a particular diet that they've heard other people or friends go on which may have helped them to shift some pounds in the short term. And the term short term is important as some of these diets have a very very short-lived impact. Food is essential to our survival. It's also one of the greatest pleasures of life. Over the last decade, our understanding of food and its impact on our brain has increased significantly. There are now very credible and medically researched diets out there used for a whole host of conditions. But equally, there are numerous unhealthy and highly risky so-called fad or crash diets that millions of people turn to for a quick weight loss fix. Many of these mainstream, non-scientifically and medically backed diets are dangerous and plain simple not good to follow without the recommendation of a healthcare practitioner. Furthermore, the scientific information is rarely disclosed to those that buy into these diets. Many people are familiar with terms such as the Atkins diet, ketogenic, South Beach, fruitarian and so on and so forth. The list just goes on and on and on and this is really no surprise because according to the World Health Organization, nearly 2 billion people were said to be overweight just five years ago. That's tripling in numbers since 1975. With so many people desperate to shift the pounds, many of these diets have been created for the sole purpose of making people buy into a weight loss idea. Not something that would actually work, but just an idea, a wishful thinking. A crash diet is geared to dramatically reduce the number of calories one consumes. Crash diets can make you feel really unwell and unable to function properly and lead to long-term poor health. Some diets recommend cutting out certain foods such as dairy or carbohydrates. Now, carbohydrates are incredibly important form of energy not to mention its vital role in helping us digest food. Cutting out certain food groups altogether could prevent one from getting the important nutrients and vitamins to function properly. Among some of the most dangerous diets are, and I've just cherry-picked a few that really have shocked me, the Master Cleanse. This was famously used by celebrities such as Beyonce, Pink. This is a liquid fasting diet made with a concussion of lemonade, maple syrup and cayenne pepper. Sounds revolting. Although the results are said to 
disappear, one ends up starving the body of vital nutrients and solid foods. Not only is your body likely to suffer, but your overall well-being takes a massive hit too. So making one feel really tired and unenergized and making cognitive function very difficult. There was another one called the cabbage and grapefruit diet that I picked out. Although eating a constant diet of cabbage or grapefruit won't kill you, but consuming just one kind of food for a period of time and forsaking all others can lead to major nutrient deficiencies and often aren't the most effective way for losing weight long term. And we all know it's not sustainable to even run on a diet like that of just two or three foods for a period of time. Now, the one that I'm going to share to you next is really shocking. This one is so hard to believe it even exists. Someone invented it and more so even harder to believe that anyone would even consider taking it. But people were buying into it and thankfully it's been made illegal. So this one is called the tapeworm diet and it involves consuming a pill that then grows a tapeworm inside your stomach. The parasite then supposedly consumes all the food in which that you would digest and not only does the tapeworm consume that food that you have ingested it will also feed on the nutrients that your body needs. So another frightful fact of this particular diet is that the tapeworm can move to anywhere in your body including the brain. I am so pleased to hear that this has been made illegal and banned and I would just hope that no one would be desperate enough to buy into something like that. Unfortunately, research shows that the vast majority of people who lose weight through dieting end up regaining all the weight. Researchers claim that the stats are close to 60% that do. As someone who's been researching mindfulness and intuitive eating for a long time, my journey of food, nutrition and mindset has brought me to the conclusion that we need to learn to embrace and love the food we choose and mindfully ingest it with knowledge and awareness. Diets, as we know, have often eliminated or reduced certain food groups in somewhat rigid way. The weight loss industry is worth billions and the industry is selling people into their own insecurities by ensuring they continue to buy diet products. The largest diet companies are shifting direction and rebranding themselves to focus more on wellness. Also, looking into untapped niches is another thing that they are all doing. Not the easiest of tasks, but a recent game changer has been the entrance of a new contender to the hefty weighted industry, the weight loss industry. Noom is a mobile app driven weight loss company that has ballooned its revenues and Noom is certainly revolutionising the weight loss industry and is fast taking over the title once held by Weight Watchers. As someone who has been researching into this area for some time, from a mindset and mental programming perspective, diets are plain and simple bad as we end up communicating a really negative message of food to our subconscious minds. And it can be things like, we are not good enough for food or we need to stay away from certain foods that we enjoy and our body is simply not good enough or tolerant enough for the foods we like. We actually become victims of negative self-talk whereby we condition ourselves to use diets as a way to communicate that we cannot eat what we want and that is absolutely not true. We should in fact be telling ourselves and the subconscious mind the very opposite. We can eat whatever we want in the right proportions that our body requires whenever we want and stay true to our hunger and cravings. Cravings can be triggered by 
different things. One of them can be the body's need for a particular vitamin, mineral, protein, chemical from a particular food. Therefore, it's really important for people to be in tune with these cravings and desires for certain foods. I have been raised in a household that have loved and cherished food. My grandparents owned a commercial bakery in East Africa, Mombasa. And sadly, I wasn't around to have ever met them or tried any of the bread that they made. But apparently they produce the most luscious bread serving households and businesses around the beautiful coastal town near the equator. I have been raised in a family whereby the kitchen has always been the central part of the home. And the enormous breakfast bar that was installed by my parents is where a lot of the chatting, laughing, debates, discussions, playing cards and copious hours of watching TV took place under the very aromas and rustling of food and cooking. The word diet was completely unheard of in my family and maybe even slightly frowned upon. My parents were and are the best cooks and food is celebrated amongst my family. This is definitely where much of the love is felt around food. Even though food was an obsession in my house, it was always leaned towards healthy eating. I was that girl at school who had a lunchbox packed with fruit and veg and any person that I went to school with would probably remember that about me. Whilst the other children made their way to Greg's or McDonald's for their daily fix of trans fat soaked food, I was the one munching away on my dad's date and grated carrot and cheese sandwich which is probably considered gourmet by today's standards. My daily dose of carrots sticks, bananas and apples is probably something that made me stand out from the crowd with a few sniggers here and there but I was definitely not one to care. That was me then and me now. I guess my interest of intuitive eating really stems from that sort of childhood and upbringing. I've been really fortunate to have been able to maintain the same weight that I've always been through my adult lifetime. With a natural interest in healthy eating I was drawn towards understanding the science behind unlocking goodness in food, increasing absorption of vitamins and minerals and helping others create a positive and harmonious relationship with food and using my understanding of mindset and mindfulness to do that. I hope today's episode has given you some food for thought, maybe sounding a little bit cheesy there. Thank you for tuning in and do return to listen to other episodes about food, emotions and emotional eating.